0: Welcome to the podcast, We Are Made For More, with Megan Alexander. In this podcast, we'll strive to inspire people around the world to become the best version of themselves by featuring guests with experiences and mindsets that demonstrate that we are all made for more. Prepare to meet the dynamo that is Lori Condon, a sales director, personal trainer, author, and an inspiring woman who is living proof that we can wear multiple hats and excel in all. Get the scoop on Lori's foray into the world of writing as she shares details about her latest novel, There's No Place Like Home. Lori's knack for storytelling is evident as she takes us through her personal struggles and triumphs, offering a masterclass in resilience and positivity. Hello and welcome to We Are Made For More. I am your host, Megan Alexander, and this is my podcast. So today I am with another guest, guest number three, uh, on this very new podcast of mine, and tonight I want to welcome a friend, Lori Condon. Hi, Lori. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to have you. I'm
1: excited too.
0: So I'm going to kick off tonight and share a little bit about Lori so that you can uh, know a little bit about her and what we're going to talk about tonight. So Lori is a director of sales at a global media company. She lives on Long Island with her son, Luke, who is 18, and her husband. She's a personal trainer. Lori is an affiliate for Sakara for Life. She has written three books, and one of which was just released this month, right? yes. So that's a tidbit, right? That's a little (laughs) bit. But as I even just say those things, and as I was kind of reading your bio, and and we're friends, but I still ask everybody for a bio. But as I was reading it, it just made me realize all of the hats we wear in life.
1: There's a lot of them for sure. Hard to
0: juggle. Hard to juggle. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's funny, I think back to when I first met you, and we were on on Long Island. We live in Long Island, and we were at a baseball facility.
1: And I was selling something else. <laughs> you were. It's exactly
0: where so, I was going with
1: this. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I remember I was just sitting at the table, yes. and our sons didn't play in the same team, right? At that that time. They great. were just yeah. in the in like the same training facility. <laughs> and you were, um, you know, just friendly, and we just started chatting. And I remember one thing went to another and you yeah, told me about Yeah, I don't
1: know how it came up. yeah, it's,
0: because with you it just it just does. It just comes up so naturally. Uh,
1: thank you. <laughs> and at the time
0: you were still, I think it was like it was skincare. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And I did that for 3 years and then obviously like I just had too many things on my plate and I I really thought hard what do I like doing the most? And that was writing and definitely exercise.
0: Writing and exercise. Okay, we're definitely going to get into that. Yeah. I've got my <laughs> notes here because okay. there's a lot. There's a lot of fun things to talk about. But you know, I could say where do you want to start? But where I'd love to start is a little bit about. Tell us about um, your director of sales, global company. I'd love to hear a little bit about that because
1: sure.
0: to understand the whole picture, your career woman,
1: yeah. You First. Know, um- so I, uh, it's a funny story. I had applied for a job at CMP Media, which back in the day, so I've been with the company 29 years. It was wow. one of the top 100 companies to work for on Long Island. So I was determined that I was going to work there. Wow. And I had 11 interviews. They did not want me. And I really was young, and I did not have any skills, but I, I guess at some point... I wore them down. <laughs>
0: oh wow! I love the word "determined" right there. First yeah. of all, that's clear with you.
1: So, so I took a job, and I, you know, and it evolved. At the time, there was no internet, which really makes me feel old. <laughs> I can internet. relate. I can relate. I think we're the same yeah, age, right? So. And um, so, I started laying out a magazine that was a thick, two hundred and fifty-page magazine weekly. And I worked there for doing that job for three years. Hmm. And the publisher said, I think you'd be really good at sales. And I wanted nothing to do with it. Okay. And the woman who I'd be working for was going out on maternity leave. So she's like, just take three months. Try the job. And if you don't like it, you can have your old job back. Okay. And I never looked back. So I went right into sales, like having no experience and just going for it <laughs> just going for it
0: that was right away that was when you first got there well so or I was three in? years in oh, three the years yeah
1: in. I did the print layout
0: okay three yeah. years for that and then it was okay give this a try and you've been doing it ever since yeah Okay. and then
1: it went from selling print which was all they had to now I sell people concierge services web advertising events wow people. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. You can yeah. sell people. How do you, sell, how do you, how do you do that? I'll do tell you, you about that later. It's okay. called, yeah. okay. it's a long, it's a long story. story. <laughs> All right. Yeah.
0: But you stayed there. Yes. So do you like sales? If you had a, if someone had to ask you that question, I guess I'm asking you that question.
1: I think I do. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like I, I know that I like sales, but when I get passionate about something, I don't, I just find it me, Sharing, mm-hmm. so I think I I sell good things. Yeah, which is I would never sell anything that I don't believe in. Right. There's definitely hard sides to it, and mm-hmm. but yeah, when you help someone grow their business or whatever it is I'm selling, okay, helping them get healthier.
0: Okay, I'd love to talk a little bit about that yeah. too. You're doing two parts in that kind of arena.
1: Yes. Uh, so I sell. It's called Sakara Life. Mm-hmm and that is a uh, plant-based meal delivery. Right. And of course I have a story as to how I got into that too. I'd love to hear too. it. Okay. Um, my a very close friend of mine her boss gifted her a month um of this food and it's not cheap. Okay. Um and she said, "Can you cuz I cook a lot," so she was asking me, "Can you figure out how to make these recipes?" and I took some of the things home I took screenshots of what they were and the ingredients and I tried and I'm like no I can't (laughs) (laughs) so then unfortunately or fortunately I tried the food and I loved it Mm -hmm. and at the time they were not as huge as they are now and I literally used to write articles for their magazine and get paid in food wow and they've grown so big that now I'm a customer. Okay. And I'm an affiliate. But um, so
0: was that something they offered at the time? Or did you? Okay. Oh, no. About like, I'll write for you if you do this. Or did you? I wanted to write. Okay.
1: I have always loved to write. Usually it's been fitness articles. That's how Mm. it started. And um, I had been doing it since I was a trainer. You know, I reached out to a lot of publications. And then I just offered and They said, can we pay you in food? I'm like, I would love that. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, it was (laughs) really a good recipe. And I've kind of done that my entire life. I find something, I get passionate about it, and I turn it into a business, which is Mm -hmm. just how my mind works. I I don't know why.
0: (laughs) Well, it sounds like it comes naturally to you. It
1: does. I don't, yeah.
0: Meanwhile, there's so many people out there that want to start a business and they're trying to figure out how to do it how do i how do I get started? Do you have any thoughts or what works for you?
1: Well, so <clears throat> to be honest, I don't think I've done things the right way the right they have been the right way for me, but like even with the book publishing mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't map out what I was gonna write about I didn't have like an outline I didn't consult anyone I just wrote and that's kind of how I do most things i it's trial and error I just go for it. Okay, It's kind of how I, I work. And sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes mm-hmm. it really just takes off. And I, I, I felt very blessed. I got published pretty quickly for the, the first one. So, okay,
0: I know we're all over the place. Will we even keep coming back to things? Because yeah. I think it's a story that, that we've obviously throughout. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the three books. One of them I've read, I want to say, oh. right now, that I read the second book that came out. But tell us the
1: titles of all three. Yeah. Let's start there so the first one was called keeping fit on the run okay and I wrote that because as a salesperson uh well I guess I have to backtrack and say I I had an eating disorder for the majority of my adolescence and into my probably my early my 20s okay probably ending around 30 and one of the things with sales is you travel Mm -hmm. um so to make myself feel better, I needed a game plan as to how I was going to work out and eat healthy mm-hmm. while I was traveling. Right. So I came up with a book called Keeping Fit on the Run, and it was a spiral-bound book that would you could keep it open, so it would stay open so you could look at the exercises. Okay. It had a meal plan for how to order in restaurants and what to eat when you were in a hotel, and it had a hotel room workout. So, like I said, I did it for myself right. to get myself through the anxiety, mm-hmm. and then I turned it into a thing. <laughs>
0: that's, that's fabulous. Yeah.
1: So, How did that do? So, the company that I worked for mm-hmm. bought them all. So, at the time, that was self-published. I okay. printed 500 because it was $9,000 back then to print okay. 500 books, and I was in my 20s. Wow. So they, they bought them all and they distributed them to the sales team. And then I didn't print anymore because I had some other stuff going on, but but it I was happy with that. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. were. You sold them all. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't be yeah. happy no, with it that? Was good. First run and you did it. Yeah.
0: But that's great. Like you put your mind to it. How did you even think to get it printed? Did you how did you research that part of it?
1: Yeah, I guess there was no internet. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I don't really remember exactly. Okay.
0: Um but you're obviously resourceful. Yeah figured it out
1: actually I I did I um I had known some professionals who had helped me get certified Mm -hmm. you know so you have to go through courses and I think I consulted with them and then I had an editor who had been published so I'm sure I used you know I'll use the network right that I've create. that's wonderful equally if someone asks me for help I'm Mm -hmm. happy to share the resources so I think that's how you have to be you know you have to propel each other
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. It is about propelling each other. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast to begin with is really about inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves. And that might mean something different to each person that hears me say that. Yeah. Yeah. does it? You know, f- for some people, it could be how they dress. For some people, it could be how they carry themselves. For some people, it could be, "I was made for more," and in this life, I want to accomplish the things I came here to do. Yeah. It, whatever level people think that <clears> is for them, but it is about inspiration, and that's why I feel each guest that I want to bring on is everyone has a story. Absolutely. And um, it's about sharing these stories with with others and with each other. I think that, like you just said, helps propel people. When yeah get people to learn what it is they're looking for and hopefully different stories will resonate with people so so anyway um let's let's weave a little bit into the second book
1: yes okay
0: <laughs> this one I, I like I said I read tell us about this
1: <laughs> that's called everything is a big deal until it's not what a
0: clever title though first of all I want to say thank very you. captivating title and I'll tell you how that happened. let's go
1: I called my sister and I said I'm working on a book and she's said, well, what's it about? And I said, you know how everything's a big deal and then it's not? She's Mm -hmm. like, there's the title. So that's really how that came about. It was not a well-thought-out plan. But I had – I started a book club, and it's a funny story. I was invited to a book club, and I was kicked out of the book club before it even started, and I was apparently very competitive and angry. So um, What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean I'm not invited? And I was – I came home and I was like, this is worse than being kicked out of a sorority. So I was, you know, ruminating over it. And I'm like, I'm starting my own book club and it's going to be better than that book club. And I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, what would make it better? And I thought, let me call up an author and see how much Hmm. to get them to come to my house. The first author I reached out to was Jane Green. And she said, I'm not coming to your house. (laughs) But she did say, I will Skype in. That's pretty gutsy
0: of you, to just reach out to an author and say, hey, would you come to my book? I mean, it is. You know, at
1: the time, it didn't seem that big of a deal, but yeah. Now, looking back. Yeah. I do a lot of those things, and then in retrospect, Mm -hmm. I'm like, why would I do that? (laughs) So she said, I'll Skype in. So she said, I will Skype in. Mm -hmm. So I bought sushi, and we had, you know, wine, and it was all set up. I had a whole room set up, and people came, and we Skyped, and it was a fantastic event. I, I felt so elated and excited Because I always have loved to read, and she's one of my favorite authors, and Mm. to have her in my den, you know, was a big deal. Yeah. So then I started reaching out to other authors, and it became a monthly thing. So then right after Jane Green was, I think, Ellen Hildebrand, who's another big deal. Okay. Who agreed to, she said, you know, this is my first Skype. Wow. And it kept going and going. And um, eventually, for some odd reason, it started becoming live visits from authors. So I've had Kristen Higgins to my house, um, Sally Hepworth. Wow. Sally Hepworth is the reason that I wrote the first book. Okay. Sorry, the first book that was not self-published. Right. Okay, so what happened was (laughs) she had asked me, um no I had mentioned to her oh you know I started writing a book in college it was called (laughs) don't waste my eggs Uh and each egg was a boyfriend and so (laughs) there was the hard-boiled egg the rotten egg and I had like a great storyline but I think I had written it on paper because Mm -hmm. there was no computer or maybe I did and I you know whatever I couldn't find it Mm -hmm. and so much time had gone by I I didn't even remember the story so I said, I. She said, you should write that. That's a great title. I'm like, what if you write it and dedicate it to me? And she said, that's not happening. <laughs> but so, I love how you just ask people. <laughs> you just go with it. Okay, go ahead. And then I, she said, what's on your mind? Mm. And really, what I was so preoccupied with was turning fifty. Uh. I was just freaked out that all this time had gone back, kept gone by, and I was turning fifty, and. And that's what I wanted to write about because no one was talking about it, even though my friends were my peers, were turning 52, Mm -hmm. and all these things were happening to my body. And I was Mm -hmm. starting to feel like, oh, no, I'm out of my prime. Yeah. And so then I I looked back and I thought about how everything is scary once you're starting it, right? So becoming an adolescent. Mm Mm-hmm. Going into high school, getting your first boyfriend, getting your first job, getting married, having a kid. Yes. And that became the thinking. And then for me, what was paramount was turning 50. Okay. So that's how that book evolved. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote it and then it was no big deal. (laughs) And then it was no big deal. But I
0: actually want to talk about that book for a moment because um, it's funny. I got to tell you a story. I'm in a book club and
1: would you like me to come in <laughs> <laughs> I'm free there you go there you go I love it I love it. see there you yeah. go and there you go again
0: I'm noticing this theme about <sighs> you you're not afraid to ask you're not afraid to ask and I want to like point that out right now because you never know where these conversations are going to go but that is absolutely a theme with you and I think that's if you didn't already know this that's and I a don't key even for you realize
1: I'm doing it if you know, I know like you I don't. I'm just why why wouldn't I but yes. why not that's how I I feel like why wouldn't I
0: But I think that, you know, again, for a lot of people out there listening, sometimes people are held back by, oh my gosh, what if they said no? Or what if I get turned down? So good for you. But I'm calling out that theme because, you know, you just do it naturally. It's a good one. So, But I do want to tell you, so I am in a book club and... A bunch of wonderful ladies from my neighborhood. But I don't read a lot of the books. I, I don't read a lot of books. What Everyone has their different thing in life Absolutely. of what they do. I do read some books, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, to just randomly pick a book and read it is not my thing, let's say, right? For some people, it's listening to podcasts. For some people, it's watching, watching yeah. movies or TV series or what have you. But anyway, um, this book I read, and that's why I even bring that up, oh. because it was a page turner. Uh, um it was and it was just I couldn't put it down so I want to start by saying that if anyone hasn't read this book yet you you should pick it up but one thing one theme in it that you did talk about was uh, perimenopause yes and you just you know talked about turning 50 and that whole thing and I want to just say how brave that was to write about that because I think we're seeing a lot more of that now but this was a couple years ago was it three years ago when it came out I'm trying to remember exactly 2019 2019 okay
1: It was hard to write about, but the reason I wrote about it is because I wanted answers Mm -hmm. and I wanted to have those discussions. So I felt like if I put it out there, maybe I could have the dialogues. And let me tell you, I had a lot of conversations with women who had worse experiences than I did and Mm. still just trying to find a way to navigate through it and not, you know, I don't want to waste my life worrying about what's going to happen next. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was feeling. And I still, believe me, there's days that I wake up, I'm like, oh, my God, more wrinkles or whatever. And then there's other days when I wake up and think about, wow, I'm so lucky that I can go down and ride my bike. Mm. Or I'm so lucky that I have this great family. And I I always try to turn my negative thoughts to something positive because we have so much to be grateful for. You're absolutely right.
0: I mean, you know, you hear different Different quotes or sayings, and one of them is about how if you think you have problems, would you trade them with somebody else's? And really, I you know, you look crowds. at your own, right? And it's, <laughs> no, but it's true. You kind of t- reflect, and we, we all go through tough times. There's no doubt about it. We've all been through tragedies. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, hate to say it, it's, it's, you you will. It's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> embrace, I guess, what we have and be grateful first.
1: I feel like if you pay it forward, mm. That's how that's how I feel good. I know you're like that too. But yeah. when I'm feeling that negative or self-pity part, I'm like, who can I help or what can I do to get out of my own head? Because we spend a lot of time self-absorbed kind of thinking about our own things. Mm-hmm. And when you step out of your own way and try to help someone else, it makes you feel better, makes them feel better.
0: Thank you for bringing up that reminder right now. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm very into self-help self-development type of things um that's a big part of my life and I'm passionate about learning but you're right a lot of people that are talking in that space talk a lot about helping others Mm -hmm. and how that really helps you help yourself
1: it does my mom was like that and I just always I always saw her you know and it was effortless she wasn't doing it for attention Mm -hmm. she didn't she didn't have social media to post out, like, I just gave blah, blah, blah yes. to this charity. She did it because she really cared about yeah. making a difference in the world. You and know? what
0: did that do for you to see her? I mean, I was always, that.
1: that was what I was always around. So mm-hmm. it made me aspire to be like that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's
0: a great role model to have. Definitely. I was very blessed. For sure. And I think it was Mr. Rogers that said, look for the helpers, <laughs> you know, yeah. and look for those people in life because... um they're inspiring. So, anyway, little tangent there. But yeah, <laughs> I like I like that one. Um, so we were talking about the book, but you, I was saying how brave it was that you talked about perimenopause at the time. I thought because yes. it was my first time reading something like that. Like we just said, it was a, yeah. few, a few years ago, and really enlightening for you to be so authentic about what you were going through in life. And I think, like I was saying. Now we're starting to see a lot more of that. Like yeah. Oprah has been talking about it. Um Brooke Shields, I
1: think Naomi Watts. Yeah, they, there Na- are a lot. Naomi Watts. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Maria Shriver. I mean, yeah. so these are some of the names. Where, but that's recent, like within the past six months. And I'm thinking, because wow, me, Lori did it first. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Lori did it first. So, so good for yeah. you, though, for for sharing and shedding a light on what people need to hear about.
1: Well, because I had to you have to know that everyone's going through it right and I was like why are we ashamed of what happens to our you know can't we help each other and I feel like so many times when you just talk to a friend or you you know you discuss something and it validates your feelings Mm -hmm. and then you're like you know what this is just what happened so it kind of I needed to own it so that I could stop worrying about it
0: yeah Good for you. Well, that's it. Was it was great, and then Thank that leads you. us to our the the most recent uh, novel, right? Yes. What'd you call it, a novel, and yes. Billy, I, my my technician here, who's also my husband, must <laughs> have an asset he could put up there
1: for us. Oh, and the name of the book is "There's No Place Like Home." And uh, tell us yeah. about it. So there is a a situation that happened, um, which I'll I'll talk a little bit about um, that I. I embellished upon but my husband for real okay (laughs) was adopted okay and thought he would do some research into his uh, biological family Mm. and so we thought oh maybe he'll find a sibling half sibling he'll find out he has eczema or something Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be a whole lot different there was a medical condition there was a lot of kids a lot of baby mamas and wow it was such an interesting story mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god no one will believe this right and as it evolved there is I don't want to ruin it but okay. there's a disease that comes up that I knew nothing about I hadn't heard of it mm-hmm. and I thought I want to bring some attention to this okay because we did meet one of his sisters who's since passed of the disease oh wow and so the book is dedicated to her that's nice um that's lovely and it's it's it was just such a fascinating story i wanted to i wanted her to live on because we we really loved her like we we only knew her for a year mm-hmm. but i wanted to bring attention to it and have something that would you know because he you know didn't have a, a family and then he found this family and then yeah. to have that happen so it was kind of that. And then it was such a great story that I had to turn it into something.
0: <laughs> so is the whole book, um, based on a true story or do you embellish no, no, no. a little bit? Okay. Um,
1: so just in case for anyone who reads it, I am not addicted to drugs, nor do I sell them. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of made up stuff that mm-hmm. I just took from stories I've heard and et cetera. And actually I took it from my, my full-time job, the the sales job, I interviewed someone who um, was talking about how she was not diagnosed with ADHD until she was in college, and she mm. was struggling through school, and she became at a very young age a CMO in a technology company oh. after she was diagnosed and started taking Adderall. so. I mm. was fascinated by the story. I started running on the treadmill and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's where I'm going to take my other characters. So that's how that came about.
0: Okay. So just listening to life and weaving yeah. things in. Yep. So it's been out for what, a couple of weeks?
1: Uh, July 13th. So, so Oh, yeah. so just
0: about a month. Yeah. How's it going so far? Tell everybody um, about this process. Yeah. Let's, so let's it is it.
1: as a, as an unknown author, it mm-hmm. is hard to get the word out there, um, because of the book club that I told you about, yeah. I was blessed and privileged to meet Adriana Trigiani, and I just was on her Facebook Live. That's wonderful. So she only has 108,000 followers. That's so I'm it, So hoping... Huh? <laughs> good for her. <laughs> I'm hoping that will help, and um, it's getting really good reviews, so I'm, I'm hopeful.
0: Oh, congratulations, Thank first you. of all. It's, it's really neat. And I remember um, when you were putting out your second book, um, you told me a little bit about The process of getting an editor and all of that kind of thing could you share a little bit about what for people again out there that may want to write a book or they've been dying to do it so would you recommend it
1: it's really hard Mm. so the writing piece for me was not the hard part the editing is kind of brutal okay because you've already put down all the things that you think and you want it to be and then someone goes through and then red lines all of it and some of it can be like that's funny so it's not well not all the red lines are bad but to go back and rewrite for me was very challenging okay and I also I, I race through things hmm. like I like to be I like to get Let's it done let get it done that's yeah, right. I can relate so you have to be patient and rewrite and and it's a process hmm. so that part was very difficult I used the book club again hmm. I found an editor through Sally's editor, okay. Sally Hepworth's editor. Ah, so I don't know if I told you this, but she was she did a book club with me. She lived in Australia, so she skyped in her mm-hmm. first book when she was not known at mm-hmm. all. Now she's got like ten New York Times bestsellers, and she did a huge book tour. Came to wow. New York, and when she was in town, she I said, "Come over," and she said, "I can't, I can't come over." I'm like, "No, you're coming over." <laughs> And she came with her husband. Seriously, <laughs> to my house. My husband sat with her husband to they watched a basketball game, and she <sighs> came to my house. See,
0: there it is again. Yes, with the, you do you have this power of persuasion? That's what I'm going to say about you,
1: Lori. Well, the I power was her, of her first book club. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like, hey, let's yeah. go. So anyway, um, so her editor had referred to me to my editor mm-hmm. that I used for both books um and this second this third book so that the last one that just came out i had two editors i had a content editor mm-hmm. and i had a grammat a, you know a grammatical sure editor um and it, again it, it took a month to rewrite
0: what if you didn't agree with their their suggestions did you still have to do it it was so strongly it, suggested I didn't change all of the yeah.
1: suggestions but most of them were good okay yeah, so like you know, if something needed more character development, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. they they know what they're doing. Of course, I hired some yeah. good people, and yes, and so then I went with most of them. it's.
0: So you have an editor, and then it's a publisher. Is that that's yes. different? So
1: most people get an agent. Mm. So what happens is after you write or you have maybe half of a book written, you have to send out query letters to find an agent. Mm. So, I gave myself a year. I did not want to self publish because I had done it before. It's very expensive. Uh, and then every time someone orders a book, you have to print it. Okay. Right? So, I either would have to assume I would make a certain number of sales and then mail them out myself or print every, t- you know, it's just you can't do it. Yeah. So, I gave myself a year. And on April 1st, mm-hmm. I got two offers. Um, to get published. So I started January 1st mm-hmm. and April Fool's Day. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's funny. The, <laughs> the weird thing is I I had, I mean, it's a lot. Every day I sent an email to a new agent. Mm. I got a lot of rejections. But still in the course of four months, that's not a very long time. Um,
0: if you had to give it a number, do you remember like how many rejections you got?
1: Probably about 40. Wow. Yeah. Um, But then a publisher had responded. And again, it was not Simon & Schuster. It was Mm -hmm. not like a publisher Mm -hmm. I had heard of. I'm like, hmm, Black Rose Writing. Is this real? I didn't know. I had no experience. So my sister-in-law and my brother have both published books, and they told me to join the Authors Guild. Okay. So they reviewed the contract. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can use a lawyer from the Authors Guild to review. And I didn't have to... Pay. I joined the Authors Guild for $135. There you go. And they reviewed my contract for free. Perfect. Yeah. So they went over it and they said, this is a great contract. Okay. And I ran with it.
0: For $135. bucks. Yeah. i would underwrite that one. Yep. Yeah. So that's so how good that for you, Good for you.
1: Yeah. But the normal process is to get an agent. I don't have one.
0: Okay. Do you want one? Do you need one? Or do you feel no, like you I don't? I don't want
1: one because then you have to share. I mean... Yeah. It's not a lot of profits until you become a bestseller, mm-hmm.
0: which hopefully yes. that's where this is headed.
1: Let's <laughs> go. So. Let's get let's put the word yes, out everybody. Let's do it. Like
0: and share please. Let's, <laughs> I just learned recently that um, you know, again, you could fact check me. I'm not sure if this is 100% accurate, but I did hear recently like the power of how Facebook started and apparently Mark Zuckerberg came to the table. Again, you could fact check this, but he was so confident in its success because he said, oh, well, we have this 1.4 multiplier. And somebody said, well, what, what does that mean? And he said, well, if ever, we, we already have data that says that everyone, you know, everyone's telling 1.4 people about Facebook, and it's a sure thing. So again, I may not be articulating this perfectly, but well, if you like do commercial. the math,
1: remember that shampoo commercial. Yeah, like if they told two friends, and yes, and so on, and that's so right. On. So
0: if that's the multiplier, <laughs> let's everybody out Makes there sense. please tell one point four people please. or more. Um, but anyway, I think I wish you well um, <laughs> on you. this success. So you just mentioned you were on a Facebook live. Yes. And she has a, over 100,000 followers, so yeah. that's amazing. Oh, it was, um, it
1: was so exciting.
0: You're doing this podcast now. Yeah. Which we don't have as many followers, but I'd love yeah. some more, so yeah. please tell everybody. <laughs> but then you said you have another one coming up, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, it's
1: called The Clip Out. Um, so that's okay. through the Peloton community. Oh,
0: wonderful. Yeah. So... Um, tell me about that, because you, I know, are Miss Pelotoner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's talk about your fitness yeah, side yeah. of your life. So...
1: Um, I'm up to about 3,100 rides. Oh,
0: wow. yeah. But and you're I'm very still consistent in the same don't, spot.: Don't you do the same days a week every single week?
1: Yes. OK. Yes, I do. tell us so- about that. How did you get
0: so regimented?
1: <laughs> I ride an hour on Monday. Tuesday, I run an hour.: Okay. Wednesday, I ride an hour. Thursday, I ride half an hour, and then I do the elliptical for mm-hmm. half an hour, and Friday I ride an hour.
0: Goodness, Lori. How do you? How do you do it?
1: Sunday, I ride an hour and a half. Wow. How I'm really tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But what is it? Okay. Listen, I I talk to a lot of people. I happen to know. I'm realizing now. I know a lot of personal trainers. Um, and everyone talks about consistency, but h- help us understand how do you stay consistent it's not with optional that? Optional to me. Okay.
1: Like the way you brush your teeth. Yeah. The way you. You know the way you do certain things. Like I don't. It's not an option because being eating disordered for mm-hmm. a large part of my life, fitness is what got me better. Okay. It was a trade off for me. Which again, it's not always great to, you know, you don't want to become exercise bulimic, which mm-hmm. I am not, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But I could have overdone that too. I did overdo that for a while too. So okay, the, I'm extreme. You I think are. You're figuring that. I out. definitely am. I'm um, sure our listeners are I, hearing that. But... And I found some balance, mm-hmm. but. I need to be consistent. It okay. gives me peace.
0: That's great. Now, have you ever had moments of like an injury or a time where you had to take a break from it or no?
1: Yes. I had a foot surgery and I went out and I bought a really stupid, um, I think it's called an ergometer where you, hmm. right? So you turn the, I couldn't use my foot. So okay, i so do, you're so doing it for an hour, right? And it, burned like 104 calories i'm like (laughs) that's four croutons i mean it was so dumb and i donated it to the veterans um so yes that was hard Mm -hmm. but to also see that i went through the foot surgery Mm -hmm. i didn't work out for a month and i was fine and you were fine so again that's that process of learning to become comfortable i i plow right into them rather than avoiding them Mm -hmm. i need to know i'm going to be okay
0: yeah, and I'm glad you're sharing this part of the story too because that's reality as well for yep. people that, you know, it's so important for them to work out and sometimes you get sidelined with something. But if you've been consistent and you stay consistent, you'll be fine. But the fine.
1: one thing that I will say is that if you can't, if you have a foot injury, you yeah. can do weights. Right. You know, there's, there body. are things that you can do. And again, so I was a runner for 40 years and my niece. Really? I didn't know that part. I had um, okay. something called pariformis syndrome, mm. which is... Next to your sciatic nerve, and I also have ITB, which is iliotibial band syndrome, okay, um, which are both from running. Okay, it, uh, women are more prone to it than men, but it is something. It's just an uneven stride, mm. which I was like, "How am I gonna deal without running?" And that's when I found the bike. So you uh, know, I, there's always a an alternative,
0: right? There's an alternative, and um, you know, I've had some. <sighs> As I get a little older myself, we were just talking about that, just the the creeks that are coming yeah. in in different parts. And someone suggested to me recently, you know, get in a pool, walking a swimming. pool. Swimming. Swimming. Absolutely. Know. So I haven't done that yet, but that's, you know, I just talk and about exercise, different things that walking, you could do. Walking, just
1: moving. We just are so sedentary. Like it's just good to move. Oh,
0: it's so true. And it feels good to and move. And be
1: out in, in fresh air. Absolutely.
0: Right? So we mentioned personal trainer. How much of that is part of your life?
1: Uh, I have four clients. Okay. <laughs> that i see before work okay so i do that um monday tuesday wednesday and friday
0: all right so one each day one of one each day all right and are these people you've had for a long time
1: yes yeah okay they yeah
0: so they're grandfathered in because you've got a lot going on i I don't i don't
1: think i'm gonna (laughs) be taking anyone else on but yeah Yeah. good for you
0: (laughs) it's amazing so, um, you know, we've talked a lot about your story. What about your, um, tell us a little bit about your family, your son and your husband, what you could share, sure. where they're at in their life right now. I know like Luke being 18, that's an exciting time.
1: You know, it's really, um, it is, uh, it's hard. It's hard to let go and it's hard to not be able to fix everything, as mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, as a being a mom. I sure do. Um, so he is not outgoing my husband is quite shy as well and and my son is more like my husband than myself Mm -hmm. although we're all kind of anxious yeah (laughs) um and he's staying home for school and part of me is so happy really (laughs) yeah i wanted him to go so badly i wanted him to experience college Mm -hmm. and being away but as it gets closer i'm i'm happy
0: so what did he decide to do he's going to commute. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: Um but at the same time I want to make sure he has friends and mm-hmm. social life and all the great things that come along with college. So it's hard. It's hard to let go. I'm sure,
0: <clears throat> but I'm sure those things will come too. And yeah. I can totally relate as my son is looking at colleges yeah. right now. You know, he's going to be a, a rising senior this year, so just starting that process a year ahead of me. But I have some of those same fears going on. I can Oh my god, and absolutely understand. <laughs> That's too right? Right? The, yeah. They thought, always say little kids, little problems; big kids, I'd big really problems. And I really never understood
1: that until the driving thing came about. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's awful.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about it?
1: Um. So he's really not a fan of driving. Okay. So part of me, I mean, I'm glad he's cautious, mm. but it's frightening. It, first of all, being the teacher, that is not fun. I don't love teaching him to drive. I don't mm-hmm. love being in the car with him. He's doing great now, but we've had twenty private lessons. He oh, we good. drive every That's day. Smart. It's a it's a lot. Yeah, and I don't love it.
0: <laughs> I understand. And listen, I mean, I know we mentioned a couple times we're on Long Island, but for those of you that aren't on Long Island, it is a very busy area. Oh my
1: gosh, yeah.
0: You know, some of our main roads that are would be somewhere else in the country. They're they're packed like a highway or freeway here. And,
1: the easy thing would be for me to keep driving them because I can. Yeah. But I, I'm trying not. To, I'm fighting myself because you got to let go. you
0: you're absolutely right. And I
1: keep thinking like I was a lousy driver and I'm still here. So yeah, we got to I'm knock hopeful. on wood, do yes. a little praying.
0: <laughs> we could only do what we could do and I'm just uh, yeah, teach them. And best we can.
1: Uh, lastly, I'll just tell you that sure. my husband. I'm really proud of him because yeah. he was in finance for. Yes, I know. This God, story. like 30 years. Yes. And then COVID hit and he said, I'm not doing anything that's fulfilling me. I love this story. Please share this. And um, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we doing? So he, he, you know, was switching companies and just not getting, he just wasn't happy. And I could see it. And it was stressful to be, yeah. to know that your partner's not happy. Of course. And I'm like, you know what? The money doesn't mean anything if you're not happy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want to. Tell people I want to become a home health aide, and he did it. He yeah. made a complete pivot, went to school for it, and is now doing it, which I I think is so brave. It's, talk it's about completely, brave.
0: completely brave.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just so amazed. to make a life
0: change like that, and um, it, you know, at this point too, to just say, hey, I'm I'm done with this part of my life and I'm ready to to try something new
1: so you need you need to be in a great marriage okay (laughs) and I do not mean that we don't everything is perfect all the time but you need to know that you have support Mm -hmm. you can't make a change like that yeah and as the spouse yeah if I said you can go for it you I can't change my mind yeah I can't be like Uh oh that was a bad idea yeah. So once I said it, I'm like, and even though there were days where I was worried, I'm like, mm-hmm. how are we gonna make? You know, this is a big pay cut. It's a big, change. big change, but it it always works out.
0: And was was there a moment of that change where he ever thought, "Gee, am I making the right decision?" Or no, no. was he pretty? Oh wow, that's that's he, incredible. Then
1: it, he was relieved. He knew. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's so nice to hear these stories because. You often hear them, people that were in corporate America for X amount, you know, 10, 20, 30, 30, years or whatever it was. And there's burnout that happens. I
1: ask him. I'm like, because his job is not easy. He yeah. works with uh, disabilities. Yes. And, um, uh, you know. How does he his, like it? It's challenging, but I, it's so rewarding, mm-hmm. I think. And I've heard the feedback because I'm friends with one of the parents of his client. Okay. And her demeanor is so much calmer because she has a sense of peace oh. because my husband is reliable. Mm-hmm. Like he's such a good guy and is he's where he should be. So I feel That's very wonderful grateful. Oh. That's a great yeah. story. And interestingly enough, I'll just make this quick, but in Go the ahead. book you'll meet. So every character about that family relationship is true. Meaning his brother. Yes. Is really his half brother. And. Okay. Two or three of them are in the healthcare field, which I think is so bizarre.
0: Oh, you wrote that before.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying they became yeah. health aides, and he yeah, became that's what one I mean too. exactly. Yeah. That's yep. it's amazing. That's amazing.
0: So what a cool is that story. Genetic? I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe it's kismet for sure. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things though, just to in thinking about your life and and all the things you shared just now. Yeah. What what are what are you most proud of? And there's a lot of things to be proud of for sure. But what's something that really stands out that
1: you'd I like think to share? I'm most proud of the fact that when I say I'm going to do something, I I do it. Mm. Like my follow through. It is not easy always. Sometimes I commit myself to things that I really shouldn't have, but mm-hmm. like I I always want to be a good example to my son to show him when you start something, you have to do what you say. And I I really think like you've pointed out, I just go for it. Yeah. Um. I, I was raised treating people just because someone was rich or this or that. I treat everyone the same, mm-hmm. and that's how I expect to be treated. Yeah. Um. And I think when you have that attitude, you have expectations that you're going to go far. Absolutely. So.
0: Well, I love that one. Follow-through is important, and you could tell from all of the different things that you've done that you're certainly doing that. Thank you. What about... um? any mentors in your life that have helped you to become the person that you are?
1: Um, I think I learned from everyone I'm with. Mm. So I really listen, I pay attention and I ask a lot of questions. I know I'm talking a lot, but normally I do. I listen and I, And it's amazing because I will say I am pretty self-critical. So I look at other people and I see every shiny thing about them. And then I look at at myself, which is really not one of my best traits. (laughs) But anyway, when I see something that I admire, like it's something that I'll try to do. Okay. So I I like to be around positive people and Mm -hmm. I like to be around doers.
0: Yeah it so does it does help it's if, motivated especially if you're a doer yourself mm-hmm. it's like helps you learn and, and lean into that skill Absolutely. even more so I love that um and if you I guess maybe you've already said it I, w- I just thought I'd throw a fun question out there is yeah. to say what is your superpower
1: if oh, you had gosh. to think about that um I don't sleep very much <laughs> <laughs> that's a superpower <laughs> I don't know I I don't know.
0: I'm thinking of things like words you may have already used, like that you are a doer, but that you're a helper, all of these different things. Maybe you're, it's a bunch of things.
1: Well, yeah, I'll go with that. We'll go with that. (laughs) Is there
0: anything else that you want to share with us today?
1: No, I think we've covered a lot of ground. We have, we have.
0: Well, you have a great story, Lori. I'm so excited to have been able to hear it. And to share it with, hopefully, a lot of people. I hope a lot of people tune in, and I wish you much more success. Oh,
1: Thank you, and I I wish your podcast amazing success. And um, if anyone needs help with anything that I do, (laughs) reach out. (laughs) Reach out. We've definitely put it
0: out there. Uh, Lori Condon, author on Instagram, and uh, please check out her new book. So thanks again, Lori. Thanks for having me. Take care, everybody. Peace out peace out (laughs) well that's it for today thank you for listening if you like what you heard bookmark this podcast and follow Megan on Instagram okay now for the disclaimer this podcast is solely for educational and entertainment purposes Megan is not a licensed therapist, and this podcast is not intended as a substitute for physician, professional
1: coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified profession. Goodbye, everybody.